everybody. Welcome to the City Girls Pod. And this is the show where we are recapping Sex in the City and we are a finishing up season five. I cannot believe it. It's crazy how fast this has gone. But I'm film critic Grace Wagner and Jax is here. Hi. And we have special guest, one of my favorite people. And I'm so excited that you're coming on to talk Sex in the City. Dory Benford is here. Thank you so much, Dory. Hi. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. So were you a big sex in the city fan or have you discovered it more recently? I was a big sex in the city fan. Um, I think the show premiered when I was in high school and it ended when I was in college. Um, Mm. but watching the episodes we're going to talk about, I realized like I imprinted on that show hard because the second the episode started, I was like, I remember everything. I remember what they were wearing. I remember what they say. I remember everything and I haven't watched I haven't rewatched the show in years and I still remembered everything and it was just so fun to mm-hmm. kind of go back into that place I felt like I was you know in my early 20s and it was just so fun to yeah. realize like how much of that show has just become like a part of me, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, and I think these later seasons, I've actually seen more than some of the early seasons and season one, at least, uh, because I, I feel like these later seasons are the ones that are on like TBS and TNT Mm -hmm. or whatever, um, for reruns. And that's what, that's how I got kind of introduced to the show because I, I never really had HBO, uh, until fairly recently. So, it's been kind of fun uh, watching the season five. I look forward to it. And I think season six is going to be very fun. Uh, what, do you, what do you think, Jax? Yeah, I mean, I think exactly what Dory is saying, that I don't think we realize how much of this show is in our psyches and in pop culture. Like yeah. the whole, mm-hmm. he's just not that into you or how long it takes to get over a breakup and all these things that we just sort of hear in the zeitgeist mm-hmm. about relationships it is kind of a chicken or egg situation. Like, was it Sex and the City that said it first or did they hear it somewhere and then popularize it? So yeah, it's really been really thrilling getting to cover this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, so we we realized that there are only eight episodes in season five because SGP was pregnant Mm -hmm. during this year. So that's that's why. Uh, So we're just covering two episodes on this episode, but they're pretty pretty big episodes so it's gonna be fun uh and the first episode episode seven is called the big journey and the main part of this episode is uh, samantha and carrie going on a big old epic train ride (laughs) (laughs) Uh, a three-day train ride (laughs) yes i mean have either of you have you ever taken amtrak have you ever done a, a longer train ride I've taken Amtrak. Um, I was doing an indie film upstate and it was like a six hour Amtrak. I mean, I'm used to like Bolt bus and Meg bus. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was living in luxury, <laughs> but I, I can't imagine taking it across the country for three days. That, I think mm-hmm. that would be a whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been on Amtrak before, but they've always been short trips. Um, ne- I, could never and probably would never take a train for multiple days across the country i feel you i don't know if i could do that dory we could we could shower over the toilet (laughs) i mean who wouldn't want to do that 
and we can sit next to people we don't know and eat lunch with them and they can overhear our all of our inappropriate for public consumption thoughts like sounds like a great time I mean I guess at least you'd be sitting next to all people who are evidently faithful to their wives so that's good unless you're Samantha it was very nice not great for poor poor Samantha man we'll get into it but I have so many thoughts Yeah, I have never taken an Amtrak. I've taken trains before little bits. Uh, I more when I've been like when I've been to Europe, I've ended up taking some trains, but I don't know that not that many here in here in the US. Um, But, uh, uh, but I've always thought about it and wondered about it. And uh, but I get worried because I get motion sickness very easy. So the idea of yeah. being on a train all day, it just sounds risky to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, cause I, I used to, I thought about it a lot in, uh, when my parents were in uh, Sacramento area, uh, because it was only like $80 to uh, one way to go to, uh, to go there. And sometimes, especially in the holidays, the flights could be pretty expensive. So mm-hmm. I thought about it, but I was just like, I don't want to get sick. <laughs> yeah. That's my worry. Yeah. You well, you would have fit right in with Carrie and Samantha on this journey, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did they did Carrie ever explain why she took the train? She said flying makes her nervous. Yeah, it was a very like post kind of a post 9-11 comment. She was like, I don't like the National Guard going through my oh. um, makeup case or whatever. I think it was it kind of spoke to that anxiety, that of just not feeling that easy, um, feeling uneasy flying and kind mm. of that that time period, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Oh, I'm glad you pointed that out because I didn't even connect that. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense, actually. Mm hmm. Yeah, because well, I was like National Guard. What? And then I was like, Oh, yeah, because yeah, it just yeah. happened. Yeah, just happened. Uh, yeah, it, Samantha said that it's they should change the name to Same York, not New York. <laughs> <laughs> I love how cranky she was this episode. Yeah. My heart was going out to her because I, I feel like most people, if not all people have been in a state like that where Mm -hmm. they're really down and just nothing will make you feel better. And I think that's just where she's at right now. She's just really, I think in a bad place over things ending with Richard and all the hurt that came with that relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so she says that she should open a brothel but then Charlotte says, women don't think like that. Not It's not an animal urge. We need to feel things. What do you think, Jack? She thinks she's right? Charlotte's right? I mean, I think she's right for a lot of women. I don't know if that sweeping statement is necessarily true because I think that we've seen it plenty of times with Samantha in this show. And now Carrie's saying that's what she wants, but then she's also saying she wants it with Big and we all know how she feels about Big. So mm-hmm. oh, it's hard to tell. Well, I mean, we say that about Samantha, but then she's just been through this super needy relationship with Richard. So she's not as sort of independent from feelings as, as she maybe plays on. 
Yeah, but I feel like for years she really was. Like, I don't think that was a liar charade. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like she really just had these physical connections that she just wanted to be physical connections for at least a decent amount of time. I mean, it's mm-hmm. true because with uh, Maria, she it was too much, too much feelings, too mm-hmm. much talking. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do you think, Dory, about that? I think that was a very Charlotte thing, thing to say. And, you know, there's probably some truth to it but not really not really Mm -hmm. open your brothel samantha (laughs) do it there's a population there is a population for everything there is a group for everything do it i would say that on the whole i do think that women do are more emotional than typically in as far as relationships go uh then most men at least from my observation uh but certainly not all of them and certainly not every situation and it, it you know it varies some but but yeah I mean it's the charlotte in me that I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh so harry uh delivers charlotte's divorce papers and he's like super sweating <laughs> It, it, and this is basically a turn on to Charlotte and I just love Harry so much I know how fun is it to see like the start of Harry and Charlotte like it's mm-hmm. really fun um like I was saying when I started watching this episode I knew that they were in the midst even though I hadn't been watching or anything I knew that they were in the midst of her divorce and I was like oh my gosh we get the beginnings of Harry and it was just so funny like he he just they were they are so opposite and you see how opposite they are and they still just like are obsessed with each other Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even though he's like sweating on her divorce papers and he's got the tissue stuck to his sweaty bald head and like it <laughs> it's just hilarious like mm-hmm. I think overall this episode had so many fun kind of like hijinks moments um and the Harry situation felt like that too just like pure comedy every time he was on screen yeah. yeah and I love Charlotte's face because it's like she's looking at him with a a, a strange mixture of like utter disgust but also intrigue and also kind of being turned on by him at the same time it's like she doesn't know how to process (laughs) all the feelings that are coursing through her body and her brain and I just love watching her try and deal with that and let's be real I think we can all agree that Harry's confidence is so sexy it's so Mm -hmm. charming yeah well yeah they're both like nerdy in the same way like they're different, but they're both kind of, I don't know, nerdy. I can't think of other way to describe it. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, they, they, they definitely fit. Like you, yeah, can't they fit. Yeah, how they would fit. Hmm. Uh, well, Carrie and Smetha are taking the train, and uh, <laughs> they're. I liked the train outfits that they had on. It was a, uh, sir. Carrie had on a black top with like embroidery kind of on it and um and then Samantha is wearing a orange uh skirt suit with a pink top I still don't love Samantha's hair in this season it looks a little mullety to me but (laughs) (laughs) but they looked good for getting on there they think they I think 
they think this is going to be more like a cruise. I think they they think it's going to be like a luxurious kind of experience you'd see like in old movies and stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like when Carrie, when they go to eat and Carrie's like, I thought there would be white linen tablecloths. She's thinking of that experience mm-hmm. and it is not. It is a three-day commuter train with like a little bit of extra space yeah. if you're sleeping. So, cause even when they, I love the part when they are, walking into the or they're walking um next to the train and they hear the all aboard and they squeal and they start running they're like oh my gosh this is gonna be so great and then they get in there and it's just like (laughs) oh no what have we gotten ourselves into yeah it's Samantha says I'm starting to understand why there is a murder on the Orient Express (laughs) (laughs) that line is amazing the best yeah yeah uh, one little thing that I thought was interesting is they, the, the guy who plays the waiter on, in the dining car, I was like, I know that voice. I know who that is. And it's Roscoe Orman who played Gordon on Sesame street. As the oh waiter. my gosh. No way. <laughs> yeah. How random is that? I love that. <laughs> Quite uh range, a lot of range in his career there. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. From Sesame Street to um, (laughs) Sex and the City. Good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. The Last Way Home is the newest novel from New York Times bestselling author Liz Johnson. Eli Ross's return from his NHL career is met with uncertainty from the broken family he left behind, but he is determined to fix his mistakes. Violet Donahue isn't sure she can forgive Eli not after his mother cared for her like her own daughter. When Eli and Violet come together, they must find the strength to mend the broken pieces of the Ross family and to heal their own hearts. Find more at www.lizjohnsonbooks.com. That's lizjohnsonbooks.com. Harry shows, Harry tells Charlotte about this bachelor pad that he's (laughs) selling, this apartment, or that he's subletting. And, uh, and, uh, it's it's kind of similar to like on Pillow Talk, the Bachelor uh, apartment, you know, in that movie, or it's like this, you know, all, all this leopard print and all this other stuff. Uh, <laughs> and Harry says, "I think you are the sexiest woman I've ever met. I fantasize about your perfect lips." <laughs> and, and, I like yeah. to be sure. It's like- I'm wearing my glasses. There's no way. It's like, okay, you're adorable. Yeah. Yeah. I love Uh, that scene. I love that scene. I mean, it's hard to resist a guy like being that forward and um, complimentary, especially because there's chemistry there already. And for, so for him to verbalize all of that, I think was a really big turn on for her, especially going through what she had just been through. Um, I think she ne- like needed that kind mm-hmm. of confidence boost. Yeah, I think so. And uh, then uh, Samantha says, I got on a train for you. You're going on the back car with me. <laughs> and then they get back there and they find it. It's, it's in a, uh, just a group of married men they're uh they're they're not a uh, uh they're not gonna be what samantha wants them to be that's for sure i was laughing so hard um 
when Carrie was trying to cover her pimple and she put on all the blush and she's like, I look like I'm like the star of my high school play or something. She did. We all remember it's like what we would put on or like how we would like draw on like the fake age lines or whatever. And, and like the thick eyebrows. And I was like, yeah, you do look like, and she just waltzes right in. I think her pimple's like kind of sexy. It's cute. Yeah. And she's all like, they all love their wives. I know, like it's the worst thing that ever happened to her. <laughs> Samantha is a trooper, though, to go through this for her friend. Mm-hmm. Like she has no skin in this game. She did not need to take a train right. to San yeah. Francisco, and she's not getting the attention she wanted. She is not getting uh, the luxurious surrounding she wanted. Um, she is. Yeah. She's a trooper. She's a good friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that Carrie was probably thinking more of a like a cruise where it's going to be a little bit i i feel like going on a cruise is kind of similar to like being at a sizzler you know like everything looks nice it's yummy but it's not like higher level you know but it but uh it's certainly good analogy rachel yeah (laughs) (laughs) and uh, i feel like the 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 entertainment is kind of on that level as well like a sizzler's level i I mean i still would love to go to on the disney cruise sometime i i think that would probably be more my jam but uh but i think that's more what they were expecting than this uh like you're saying more of a commuter type experience yeah Mm -hmm. um so i love this whole scene between charlotte and anthony it's really fun when uh, she's telling him about the best sex of her life with Harry. And he says, ugly, ugly sex is hot. <laughs> I love how excited he is for her. Like he's the hype man. It's really fun. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And I love their setting. They're like watching go-go dancers right, right in front of them, having this conversation. It's just perfect. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I love their friendship. So they get to San Francisco finally, and uh, they get to the book signing and it turns out Mr. Winkle is there. (laughs) She's like, I'm opening for a dog. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I do feel like that would be quite the different audience. Yeah. For Mr. Winkle versus Carrie's book. I love that we get to see Molly Shannon again. And she's like, what can I say, Carrie? The publisher F me on this one. Like, she's so mad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she did. We were saying, Dory, that we think they should do a full-on spinoff show about Amy Sedaris and Molly Shannon publishers. Oh my gosh, absolutely. (laughs) I love them both. I really worship Amy Sedaris. I think she is so weird in the best possible way and so fun and so funny mm-hmm. and everyone follow her on instagram her I'm instagram makes follow. me laugh yes yes the things she posts are just perfectly amy sedaris like completely bizarre and amazing i love her well i i've mentioned it before on the show if you want a good little binge check out i love that for you uh this was on showtime i think uh, but it's such a good show with Molly Shannon. Uh, it's about uh, Vanessa Byer plays this 
a woman whose dream was to always uh, be like a QVC host because she mm-hmm. would watch the QVC when she was um, uh, in the hospital for leukemia when she was a little girl. And uh, so that was her dream. She always wanted to do. So she ends up getting her chance and, uh, and she's almost going to be fired uh, on her first day. Cause she kind of messes up. And so she tells everybody that she has cancer. So then they feel bad about firing her because she has cancer, but then obviously the lie kind of gets out of control and, uh, uh and Molly Shannon plays like the pro QVC, uh, lady. Uh, she's great. It's such a good show. It's, okay. I, yeah, it's, if you like Ted Lasso, if you like kind of endearing, uh, shows, uh, then you'll like it. And, uh, I, uh, I just think it needs more love. We need more cause it's so good. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Mr. Winkle is, is definitely a big draw or really excited about he's so cute though like i get I it when carrie's sitting next to him and she's like yeah book tours are rough and they're just standing like sitting side by side it's really adorable it's so mm-hmm. cute and she says i love your top because of his little shirt i love that part <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh it makes me laugh yeah so then big is there at the signing and uh, he has read her book cover to cover. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's got to be hard doing a memoir type of book because and that's got to be tough. Like the people in your, in your life reading what you think about them, even if it's a loose kind of adaptation, I think that would be really hard. I really thought that this is where I started to think that, okay, maybe big has matured enough that he could eventually be with Carrie because it's like, he didn't actually see what a jerk he was before, but now that he is a little bit older, has a little bit more distance and can actually self-reflect because of the book about what he did. I don't know. Like it, it actually kind of warmed my heart a little. Yeah. What do you think Dory about big in general and about in these scenes i like that he took what she said to heart it clearly really mattered it matters to him what she thinks of him no regardless of how he tries to play it like her opinion of him matters and i think that kind of you could see that in this whole storyline like he's up all night pacing reading passages of her book about him to her to then analyze them and she's like i'm over it it's over the book isn't even a bestseller i love when she said that she's like get over it but he can't hey this is jen johans host of the podcast watch with jen which delivers a steady stream of great movie recommendations, thoughtful career deep dives, and first-rate conversations with film critics, authors, actors, journalists, filmmakers, and more. You can find Watch with Jen wherever you get your podcasts or hear us first at our Patreon at patreon.com slash filmintuition. And the way I've always felt about Carrie and Big is that your person is your person and there's kind of no stopping that train. There's no stopping that fate. You know, is he the best guy? No. Is she the best girl? No. But 
I mean, I think that you can't deny their chemistry and kind of their pull toward one another. Um, and I think that that's kind of the thing about love, right? Your person is your person, regardless of a lot. You overlook a lot, <laughs> a lot of times if that is your person. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they are, you know, faded in a way. Are we supposed to assume that basically big hasn't been reading her column? I mean, I guess he says that it's different to have it all compiled together than, than every week. And so that might be true, but, uh, but, uh, he might also be like a Samantha and not read Carrie's column. <laughs> well, and I also wonder, you know, a lot of times she probably added stuff. She didn't initially put in the columns. Like mm. there might've been some surprises mm. in there, you know? Yeah. And uh, is big the only person that we think in her column that she has an, uh, a pseudonym for? Cause we never hear about it with Aiden, uh, any, you know, fake name. Yeah, I'm curious. Well, I know she called like when she was dating the politician, she was like oh, calling yeah. a politician or whatever, but I'm very curious what she, I would actually love to, I mean, it, it's, I obviously it's such an iconic show and it's so well-written and well-acted. I, I would like to know a little bit more about the actual content of the columns though. Me like too, I love how sure. right? mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. Like, yeah, they should, I mean, they should do a book with all of her columns based on the show. Why haven't they done that? I'd buy that and read it in a second. Hot second. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. Because there's enough like meat on the bones there that like, you know, we've got the question of the episode and, and then the answer and all these things that I feel like, yeah, someone could put that together and it would, it would be a bestseller. Well, I mean, if you think mm -hmm. about it, he's just, he's just not that into you it was basically, was basically that and it did super well. Yeah. So if they actually did a, a, a throwback, uh, book of Carrie's columns, it probably would do, it probably would do well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and just like that, even though it wasn't great, it did well. It got good, good, uh, uh viewership. Did you watch and just like that Dory? I haven't watched it um, yet. I'm sure I will at some point. I've been really hesitant. I think because, mm -hmm. I don't know, I loved the show so much. I was kind of nervous to see this next iteration. I've obviously heard a lot of the things that happen. Um, and I, <laughs> I was concerned before it started and then hearing everything that happened, I was concerned as well. So I'm sure I'll watch it at some point, but like what, how did you guys feel about it overall? Well, we had so much fun talking about it that I think mm -hmm. our view is different than the average person, <laughs> mm -hmm. but just as well, really, I think that everything with Charlotte was, was good. That was well done. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Carrie stuff was hit and miss. Anytime she was, she was, she had this podcast that she did, which was the worst ever. <laughs> I hated it so much. Um, but everything with Miranda was pretty bad. It just did not feel like her character or who mm -hmm. she was, or all of a sudden she was kind of this timid person, uh, this weak person um, that just didn't feel like Miranda to me. Uh, and uh, so that was, that was a miss. I don't know, Jax, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, 
I watched it every week through the lens of being like, oh, I get to talk to Rachel about this. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was, I did like a lot of the new characters they introduced and getting to see um, the women develop relationships with other women that I thought were really fascinating and mm-hmm. more diversity is always good. But yeah, I think, I think the Miranda Steve stuff was the biggest, big dying didn't even really bug me. Like I felt like that worked mm-hmm. for Carrie getting to have all of her, Sex in the City moments. I just, yeah, the Miranda Steve stuff was bungled so terribly. Mm-hmm. And I completely rectify it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need to fix it because uh, it it was not good. I, it's like they took all the feedback that they'd gotten and then they kind of overcorrected uh, with some of that feedback. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think with with even if with Miranda, if we realize that she does need to leave Steve or you know, I think exploring her journey of their sexuality, there are things about that that are great, but I feel like they're trying to have her erase what she and Steve had that we all got so attached mm-hmm. to. And it's like, you could just be in a different phase of your life or you maybe open up your marriage or you have these discussions. You just don't be like, it was never Steve. <laughs> you know, oh. I, yeah, it, that bums me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes me and- so sad. I love Steve. <laughs> I and I sometimes I wonder if people who make stuff in Hollywood have ever listened to an actual podcast because the way they portray podcasts is so insufferable. Like, it's like, I mean, uh, the, I was so, I was happy because there's a indie film called vengeance coming out this week, uh, directed and written by BJ Novak from the office. And it's, it's, it's a pretty, pretty good film, but he plays a podcaster and it was like by far the most like accurate and best portrayal of a podcaster that I've seen in a movie or show for so long. And I was just like, okay, finally somebody, (laughs) somebody gets it. Not like the worst people and insufferable and annoying. Uh, (laughs) This seems like we're usually portrayed, but anyway, I liked when Samantha, she, she says, she says, I can't go in another small room. <laughs> I mean, th- that's what I'm saying. Samantha was such a good friend because when Carrie finds out the big is there, she kicks Samantha out of their room. Samantha oh, is yeah. laid back in a bubble bath and right. Carrie is screaming bloody murder through the hotel room. Samantha, Samantha, like this woman has had the train trip from hell. She's exhausted. Your friend has done all of this and you make her get out of the bath and move rooms. You take the smaller room. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, what are you talking about? Room. Give Samantha the nice sweet. She's earned it. Yeah, I agree. Oh, that's she's what a I good friend. Using is the bed. I know. So I think you're okay to move to the small room. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah I know. Yeah. And it was, it's very Carrie. And this is when I can't stand Carrie, like the, just the self-involvedness that can happen with her is really frustrating to watch sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, why would you kick your best friend who did this for you? This was a business trip. You were supposed to go on alone. Yeah. How are you going to pull her out of a bathtub? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Carrie can be more than a little narcissistic. Yes. <laughs> That's for sure. Yes. And it shows up in these ways. Like, ugh, I did not like that. I did mm-hmm. not like that she did that. 
But it is kind of funny to me that big is saying, when have I ever been cold? Am I a cold person? And I'm thinking, look how you treated Natasha. You're going to pretend like you're not a cold person. I mean, look how you just go through people like they're nothing. I know. Yeah. Big's distance from who he is and how he perceives himself. It's just wild. It's staggering. I know. And I feel like charming people sometimes have this where they don't, they think like, but I'm cute and funny and charming. And so, you know, you can't stay mad at me. You can't be mad at me. Like it wasn't that bad. There's just this revisionist history of like, the person's fine. It wasn't that bad. No, it was actually that bad. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's why I was glad that he freaked out about it and kind of took it to heart. Like he would not even touch her. He was like, I don't want anything to do. Uh, he's like, I don't want to touch you. I want to talk about this. I want to analyze it. Um, I appreciated that because he did. Mm-hmm. He does have this thing where he's like, you know, let me off the hook. I'm, I'm charming and I'm funny. And when we're together, I make you feel amazing you know, that's got to count for something. Mm-hmm. You can't, can't always get away from, get away with that. You charmers out there. <laughs> We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode. And that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Well, the episode ends off with uh, with Carrie uh, getting a plane ticket from Samantha. <laughs> They're saying we're, we're not going to the train station. We're going to the plane, to the airport. And, uh, and then uh, we have Charlotte and Harry, the Bachelorette and the Beast. <laughs> that was cute. Yeah. So Jax, what would you give this episode one to 10? Oh, I really like this episode. I think it's really iconic. I always love episodes and TV shows where they take like a field trip. I would give this one probably an 8.5. What do you think, Dory? Um, I would give it a nine. Yeah, I think I I'm right it. there with you guys. Probably an 8.5. Uh, it's a it's a fun one. It, it has a lot of genuine laughs, which you don't always get in uh, Sex and the City. So it's, it's, it's a good one. All right. Then our last episode season finale of season five is called, I love a charade and it's the women head to the Hamptons for the wedding of a flamboyant lounge singer. And Charlotte's affair with her lawyer takes an interesting turn. (laughs) (laughs) So Jax overall, what do you think of this one? Oh, this one was so fun. I love Nathan Lane in this role. I love Bitsy Von Mutt playing or however you say it. The premise is just so much fun. And I think that, like you said about the last one, Rachel, 
There's so many laugh out loud moments in this. We have the return of Burger. We have more in depth with Harry. We've got Samantha completely losing her cool. I, I, I this one was a fun ride for me. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Dory? I feel like this episode, there are just some iconic moments in this episode that I just will never forget. The Samantha losing it at that pool party is, there's nothing better. There's nothing better. That entire scene with those girls, there's nothing better. The burger of it all comes to mean a lot in the series as we go on. Um, So I just, and also the, I really love just the kind of theme of this episode and the questions that are being asked about marriage and relationships and what we want out of them and how people want and need different things out of relationships. Um, and I think it's handled in a really interesting way. And also that pink dress that she wears at the wedding is one of my faves. Yeah. I think she looks beautiful at the wedding scene during yeah. the reception scene. Well, especially when you consider that she's pregnant, pregnant so they had to yeah. hide it. So they had to pick something more light and flowy. It's beautiful. And- so yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty. I also liked Samantha's dress, uh, when she has like that orange, um, kind of seventies wrap dress, uh, look, I think it was, was very, was very good. Uh, yeah. I mean, what do you think about this whole thing with, uh, Bitsy and Bobby uh, getting married? Yeah. What do you think, Jax? I mean, I think a couple of things. Uh, I don't think we should, um, make judgments on people's sexuality. We should just, whatever they're comfortable with identifying or whatever they want for um, their life and their relationships and their um, commitments. I think that we should respect. I understand why it's a surprise <laughs> and a little bit of a shock, but I think regardless of what's going on with them behind closed doors, it's a commitment that they want to make each other. And it is clear that they are fond of each other in whatever way that is. We don't know, but we don't really know that about straight couples either. So, well, I mean, we don't really know that about any kind of couple. So yeah, I think that I, the judgment around it made me feel a little bit uncomfortable, but also I can understand getting on the gossip train about it because it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And the Zha Zha Zhu. Yeah. <laughs> Is it going to get in the way? We, we don't know. Uh, Dora, what do you think about that, about Bitsy and Bobby? I think they look really happy. And I think, yeah. isn't that what it's all about? You know, whatever, regardless of the reasons, they both look and seem really happy when they're together, when they're separate. Like they seem like ecstatic about this moment in their lives. And I don't think that can be dis- dismissed, regardless of what the relationship is built on, regardless mm-hmm. of what it is founded on. They look really happy. I do think it can be hard. I mean, I would have reacted like Carrie. This is someone that she has seen or that she has known since the eighties. So she's had such a long history with him in and out of her life. I mean, he said that he's known her since, um, when Stanford had hair, that was a lot, you know, these people have been around each other and in each other's lives for, decades at this point so I think it is completely human to be like whoa I did not see that coming I would never have thought that Bobby would be marrying a woman um 
but at the end of the day and I think Carrie comes around to that point at the end of the day she's just like he's happy and I'm gonna be happy for him Mm -hmm. yeah and I think also it was like a, a little bit of a different time then that you know now that we have like marriage equality and I don't know I just think we're like a little hopefully a little bit more accepting of things that maybe this kind of relationship isn't as attractive or necessary as it might have been even then I don't know yeah you know they say is it just about companionship or does the get in the way Mm-hmm. it depends on the person i mean it there are people the that person. are kind of asexual that really just don't have that like strong sex mm-hmm. drive mm-hmm. so if it works for them it works for me <laughs> but uh but uh, so charlotte realizes she's now officially in a relationship with harry and she's just like what is going on and so she invites him to come to this wedding but she says you have to get your back waxed in order to go <laughs> to the wedding. <laughs> and he's willing to do just about anything for her except for get married to a non-Jew. That's the only thing. <laughs> I love how Harry just takes this in stride. Like I can imagine saying this to Ugh. someone I was dating. Like it's so rude uh, she yes yes agree a hundred percent she's really hard on him yeah and his ability to laugh it off is incredible I don't know anyone who has that big of a sense of humor about themselves especially like this is a person that you are falling in love with and they take issue with everything about you and he just laughs it off yeah that's um, true because she is mean like even in the last episode when she I mean she is like when she keeps saying this is he can't even have a conversation with her she's like this is just sex no matter what he says she's like and he's asks her to dinner she's like this is just sex it's crazy well um, it's kind of surprising too because Charlotte has never seemed that looks I don't know obsessed looks focused Mm-hmm. I mean, is it that different between Trey and Harry? I mean, I don't know. Neither of them are like supermodels. I think Trey on paper and mm-hmm. like that look, like I actually think they're both equally attractive in very different ways. Yeah. Like I don't see it, but I see how Trey is like fits that mold. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I think of their um like Trey in the kilt, like that's who she always thought she would probably end up with right like this rich man with like a strong heritage you know this like blue blood family so I think more than anything Harry is just unexpected to her and she doesn't understand she doesn't she's probably imagined her whole life that she would be with a certain kind of person she -hmm. found that person it ended spectacularly horribly and then she you know, so she's kind of, I think, shocked that she mm-hmm. is with this sweaty, you know, nerdy, <laughs> this sweaty, bald, yeah, nerdy guy. And she says, like, all the stuff she says about him is so funny. She's like, he's short, he's bald, all these things. And it's like, Charlotte, you know, none of that matters. But it's <laughs> yeah, just I mean, not what and she I should say for herself. I think both are, both of them are attractive. I just not in like an alpha male kind of way they're they're normal attractive 
which is more attractive. Normal attractive. (laughs) Rachel's like, I would call them normal attractive. (laughs) I I like that class. Normal attractive. (laughs) Um, And, you know, they say, is it it a better strategy to marry a friend versus someone you're super into, I guess? Uh, I I mean, I I think ideally you want both. Mm hmm hopefully. Uh, but, um, uh, Steve brings Miranda lilacs. It is very sweet. And, uh, and Miranda's just living a lie here. She's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah great. we have amazing sex. He's the father of my son and is all around wonderful, but that's the problem. And you're like, wait, Miranda, I don't. <laughs> you. Well, and, and she's really, cause she says I'd marry Steve if he was gay. What? I know. What are you talking about? What did you actually just say, Miranda? That makes no sense. You like having sex with him. Like, I don't get it. There's not a problem here. And that's the problem, I guess. For Miranda. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she just expected that she was going to marry you know, someone like these guys that she works with in her office you know, an attorney, a slick, more slick guy. And Steve's more blue collar, but I mean, like at this similar point, to Charlotte. I mean, you have a child together. Like, I move know. on from that. I mean, I it's like. similar to Charlotte. And I think everyone's kind of grappling with that in this episode. Like, mm-hmm. how do you make a relationship work with a person that's very different from you and someone you probably didn't think you would be with or end up with? Mm-hmm. They're all kind of grappling that even Stanford and Marcus. Yes. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarkie in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. <laughs> Uh, so Samantha is borrowing Richard's house and she decides to throw this big party and, uh, there's these, uh, young women, I guess. (laughs) I was dying to hear how you were going to explain. (laughs) There were these young ladies. (laughs) But, but yes, she gets increasingly more irritated at these young women throughout the course of the party, uh, because they are just there to hang out. And I guess she knows that, uh, they are obviously friends of friends, quote unquote, with Richard. Um, I mean, it's, you got to hand it to Richard for allowing her to have this party. I think (laughs) they broken up and everything she uh, it. but um uh then 
Uh, you have, yeah, Stanford being kind of weird about Marcus. And we find out that they haven't had sex for a long time. Uh, so they're having problems, which is a bummer because I really like them mm-hmm. together. Oh, I love what Marcus nice. says about Bobby and Bitsy. He's like, maybe he makes her laugh. I and I was like, oh, yes, Marcus, you sweet angel baby. I love you. <laughs> I know. And then Samantha throws the melons at the women and ruins the window. Uh, it's pretty great. Pretty hilarious. I mean, to, to watch her, who's she's usually composed in a public setting like that. I mm-hmm. mean, she's a PR professional. Right. To see her come unglued and hold, hold those melons. <laughs> on her chest and throw them iconic very 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 funny very funny um uh, so Berger's there and he's awkward as usual uh but they have some cute little banter and then they dance and uh yeah it's cute what do you guys think of Berger? just curious so you know, as someone who did watch the show, not in real time, but afterwards, and you know, I, I know where it's going. I I don't love how insecure Burger gets, but oh my goodness, am I charmed by him in these episodes? I think that if I was watching this, not knowing where it was going, mm-hmm. I would be hoping that he is the one for Carrie. I think I love that he's a writer. I think he's so handsome. I think he's so funny, self-deprecating. I just, I really, really like Burger. Mm-hmm. Well, I love Office Space, so I'm already a Ron Livingston fan, and uh, and <laughs> he is very, very swoonworthy in these scenes. It is frustrating when you, because you know how it ends up. Uh, you know, the post-it note is coming, but uh, but he's he's very, very swoonworthy. I think. What do you think, Dory? I mean, you see how their banter is so great. And so it's hard not to think like this is the perfect guy for Carrie. He kind of, he speaks her language and they seem evenly matched at this point. Um, So you can see why, I, I mean, I'm sure that at the time when I was watching it, I was rooting for them um, knowing how it ends does color how I feel about him a little bit but you can see in these early interactions they just have such a good chemistry in the back and forth is so fun and funny and it's like how date it's like how you want dating to be like that first kind of when you like someone and you're getting to know them and you're having these conversations and just bouncing things off of each other it just feels so fun and sweet um but yeah, I'm sure you guys are going to have a field day when you get into the burger carry yeah. relationship in full. I'm really excited for season six because that's probably the, I think that's the season that's on TBS the most. And so I think it's the season I've actually watched the most randomly, um, but I'm excited for Smith to appear and I'm excited for, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really like Alexander, so that's not my favorite in season six, but. But I like, yeah, burger and then, you know, the ending is fun. 
Oh yeah, Rachel, that is why I've watched season six the most because it's on TV. I never realized why I, yeah. That, thank you for illuminating that. Right? <laughs> My great mysteries. Yeah. Um, so then Charlotte and Harry are together dancing and he, she says, I think I might be falling in love with you. And then Harry says, I never thought that you would. And I think that's part of the reason why he is so confident because he just doesn't even think that it's a possibility. So I, in a way that I think that gives you a certain degree of like freedom, you know, if you're just like, well, like, she's never going to be any me. So might as well just like have fun, I guess. Enjoying <laughs> every moment, being mm-hmm. 100% himself. Right. Loving yeah. being with her both sexually and for the pleasure of her company. Like he just loves being around her, but mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, he's not looking ahead and thinking he needs to impress her. Right. And, uh, and then this is when he says, I have to marry a Jew. And, uh, so, uh, these like, what are we going to do? And, uh, we all know how that ends up resolving. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's this episode. This one is really good. I think very funny, great character development for everybody involved. Um, I guess there's some awkwardness about the whole Bitsy and Bobby thing. Um, but I don't know. It's also kind of interesting. I think about, do you, is it okay to marry your friend that you're not like super turned on to? Is that fine? Or we, and we don't know what other people feel and what their experiences are. So I don't know, but I would give this one a very high score. Um, 9.5. What do you think, Jax? Yeah, I love this one. And like Dory said, like there's so many iconic moments in it. And we even get like a little glimpse of Miranda, like calling Steve. And like, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's setting up um, so much heart that's to come in season six. I think it's a great finale. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think, Dory? I would give this one a nine also. Mm-hmm. I love this episode. Um, it's a great way to end the season. Um, and it they they do a lot with the shortened season. They still manage to cover a lot of ground. And I uh, totally agree. They really they really set up what is to come in the next uh season, especially the first part of season six. Mm-hmm. It's a good one yeah yeah all right well we did it let us know if you're listening what you think of these two episodes and what score you would give them we would love to hear in the comments section or on twitter you can follow us at city girls pod on twitter love to hear that and dory thank you so much for coming on and this was so fun and uh, how can people follow you on social media and all that fun stuff you can follow me at Dory Benford on Twitter um, and also at All the Feels Pod on Twitter if you want to talk Hallmark movies. Um, so, yeah, follow me there. And Jax, what about you? Jacqueline C tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. Also, make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod, Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We are really grateful for that. And we also have our patron group, which is a lot of fun and our merch store, which has city girls pod merch. So definitely take a look at that. And uh, thanks again, Dory. And we'll see y'all later. Bye everyone. Bye.